Hello and welcome to Turtle Tracks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Van Hooker, and I'm here with Kelly Hu, who was the voice of Karai in the 2012 cartoon series. How are you doing today, Kelly? I'm doing great. Thank you. So great to be here. Yes, thanks so much for doing this. I uh, I had the pleasure of talking to you a couple of days ago about uh, Surf Ninjas, and uh, we got talking about Karai, and I figured I had to have you back for the podcast. So thanks so much for doing this. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess, uh, I guess to get started, uh, how'd you get into acting? Um, I kind of feel like I was born that way. <laughs> I, I, I've always been the kind of kid who needed a lot of attention, wore my parents out, you know, always wanted them to sit and watch me like perform and do shows. And, and um, I was always like playing to pretend audiences. And uh, um, my mom tells stories of how I would go to my neighbor's porch. And it kind I guess to me, it kind of looked like a stage. So I would go up on the neighbor's porch and just start making up songs and sing at the top of my lungs. So I think I've just always had this desire to act and be on stage and be in front of the camera. Um, that, you know, it was, it was never, um, uh, you know, I, I never really wanted to do anything else. Although in the Miss Teen USA pageant, it said that I wanted to be an elementary school teacher because my mom didn't think it would be a good thing for me to actually say I wanted to be an actress in the pageant. <laughs> sure, right. <laughs> She's like, you like kids. You should say you're an elementary school teacher. I was like, okay, but I don't like kids that much. Yeah. <laughs> I got that when I was a kid. Like I was, I, I, my, I, I'm a writer. So all my, but my family was like, that's not, that's not a job. Like you should be a teacher. <laughs> like, and uh, I, I was like, no, I don't think I have the patience for it. And then this whole last year, my kid was home from school and I sincerely do not have the patience to be a teacher. So yeah. I, right. Yeah. Bless those people who can do yeah. it, man. I, I cannot. I cannot. But um, but yeah, I, I, I got my first job as a as a teenager. Like I was, uh, I think, 17 when I got to join SAG. And um, and I got my first job when I was 18 on Growing Pains. Going oh, back yeah. to yeah. how did you start yeah. acting? Yeah. I Sorry. You did a few episodes of Growing Pains, right? I did. I did. Yeah. So I was cast in Hawaii when the Seavers come to Hawaii on vacation and and Mike Seaver has a little fling with a local tour guide who happens to have a two year old. And um, and that was my very first role. I was still living in Hawaii. I had just finished high school. I hadn't even moved to L.A. yet. And between the time I shot the 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 season premiere, which was a two part episode to the time it aired, I packed up my bags and I moved to Los Angeles. Oh, wow. I was so ready. Yeah, I was ready to leave even before that. But um, it, it, I just didn't have like the 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 kick in the pants. Um, and this really gave me the opportunity because now I actually had one thing under my belt. I lied about the rest of my resume <laughs> <laughs> to get an agent because back then you could, you know, you could I said I was in this theater production. I think I might have said I was in like South Pacific and I don't even sing. And then like, you know, I made up some indie film and um, 
of course, you know, I did have that episode of growing pains. So that was the one real thing. And, and, um, and I took out a full page ad in Variety the day the show aired, announcing that I was now available for West Coast representation. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. I, you know, when you're young, you just have so much more balls than brains, you know, and I think at that, at that time, it really helps it, 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 when you just are too young to know that it's supposed to be hard. I think that th- it, it's sort of an advantage. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah. that's show like had your first credit on too. Like that was one of the biggest shows on TV. So. I know. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. I remember I got to kiss Kirk Cameron in that. And um, <laughs> and I got all these threats from little girls because I kissed Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Amazing. That's great. <laughs> I know. I know. Welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to keep things uh, pretty turtle centric on this but i did want to ask you about a few of your your credits before we get to that show um Mm -hmm. there's a i mean a a huge amount of turtle fans are also surf ninjas fans so i Uh, want to ask you a little bit about that um uh i guess the big thing is what was it like working with ernie reyes uh oh he was so great i mean that guy is such a pro yeah you know i think i told you like when we when we did our surf ninjas interview that he is so smart about um he was really young when we shot that i can't remember i think he was only like 19 yeah 19 yeah and so he was only 19 i couldn't have been much older um and but he already knew everything about filmmaking he knew like you know what shots were good what he knew like everything about like of course stunt choreography he was just he was so brilliant so well informed and um and just uh a really driven like this guy really knew what he was doing at a very young age oh yeah um and i, I know a lot of us are big fans of him from turtles 2 and uh, and surf ninjas so I, I that's great uh you know I'm, I'm curious too um you were killed by jason in a in a friday the 13th movie i would love to hear that about was that. my first film that that's was my great. very first film i remember <laughs> I I shot that in Vancouver and my family was so excited that they all came out. My mother, my stepfather, my brother, they all came out to visit me because they figured it was going to be their only chance to like see me and um, see a Hollywood set because they didn't think this acting thing was going to (laughs) last. They're like, this is it this is our only opportunity. So they came out to Vancouver and visited with me. I was there for eight weeks. I think I worked a total of eight days or something in those eight weeks, but it was amazing. I, it was such an awesome experience because, um, you know, I used to be really, I still don't like horror films, I, I, but I used to be petrified of watching horror films. But to be able to, like, be in one and then see how everything is done, um, to see all the special effects and all the lighting and all of that, it made me be able to watch horror films more critically and without being scared out of my pants, you know, just like I, as soon as I start feeling myself getting too nervous, I go, okay, how did they do that shot? Yeah. <laughs> helps. It helps get me out of yeah. it. <laughs> I've done a bunch of interviews with horror movie people. I'm not even like, I, I'm a horror fan, but not a huge horror fan. Like I've done a bunch of interviews with horror movie people. I'm always amazed when people are like, 
legit terrified of horror movies. It's the funniest thing in the world. Like when they're in them, but also afraid of the movie. It's so funny to me. Oh, oh, right. It seems like right. a common occurrence. So I guess so. I mean, it, it, for me, I was I was nervous because it was my very first film. But sure. for me, it was more just the excitement of being on a film and then knowing that there was this huge audience for this film. Oh, yeah. um, you know, those that whole Jason series. And I had never watched any of the others because, of course, I didn't like horror films. Sure. Um, and my mom, I remember she doesn't like them either. She hates them even more than I do. And um, she went to the theater. She's like, now I got to go watch. So she's like, she watched and she like pretty much covered her eyes during <laughs> like half the film. Apparently my stepfather had to like tell her when I was on. And then, and then like when, when I got killed, apparently she had to cover her face. She couldn't watch me get killed. But my stepfather sat there with a, a watch and timed exactly when I died, like how long in the movie I lasted. And apparently I'm exactly midway. <laughs> Great. that's pretty good he kills a lot of people so making it halfway through the movie is pretty good so. yeah yeah that's not too bad that's yeah. not too bad for a first film yeah uh and one more movie where you died um is a movie i love uh you were lady deathstrike in x-men 2 which right at least among the best x-men movies is not the very best one so yeah getting yeah. killed is kind of uh my thing in <laughs> i think i think the friday the 13th film sort of set the tone for my entire career and uh i have so many death scenes now that i always said that um someday i i'm gonna have to gather them up and and you know edit them all together so that they can be played at my funeral <laughs> that's my dream <laughs> I hope somebody will do it for me so I don't have to do it myself. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but yes, X2 was awesome. Awesome, wow. awesome film to be able to make. And, you know, there were so many brilliant actors in that film. Hugh Jackman and Ian McCullen, Patrick Stewart, uh, Brian Cox. I mean. Oh, yeah, you got to work with him quite a bit, I guess, right? Most of your yeah. Cox. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the thing that, people don't realize is that Brian Cox has a real goofy side to him. Oh, like really? you wouldn't think so. Cause you see him as striker and he's so like, 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 like mean and stern and, and serious and, and, and just, you know, like, how would you say? Like, uh, you, you never know what's going to set him off, but real Brian Cox loves singing and dancing and like in between scenes like you would never know that two minutes ago this guy was singing and dancing <laughs> what about Hugh Jackman there's another singing dancing guy who's you know all the guys actually in that film uh uh Jimmy was also uh, a singer dancer um I don't know I think he did he did musicals um James Marsden um mm. Uh, who else? Uh, it seemed like all the guys in the film did. Uh, oh, of course, Alan Cummings, you know. Oh, yeah, he was great. Damn, I love he's like Mr. Broadway. Right. Um, and then um, and then none of the girls, none of us what? sang. So, yeah, there was a uh, there was a birthday party. I think it was Ian who was throwing it for Patrick and all and 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 and. And somebody was, you know, playing piano, like knew all the Broadway tunes and every single one of the actors got up to sing and none of us girls did. <laughs> we were all like, go ahead. <laughs> a certain theatricality to, to uh, superhero movies. So I guess that's 
maybe somewhat some reason why maybe yeah maybe i always think that dancers make really good fighters on film because yeah because they're they're used to choreography and um you know they take direction well they just are you know they're so good with their bodies they're so confident with their bodies Hmm. that you never you know i think dancers i because before x-men i don't think hugh was a fighter you know, I don't think he oh, don't studied think any kind of martial arts or anything like that. He probably did like, you know, um, what they do in theater school, like combat, like theater oh, yeah. combat or whatever that is. <laughs> and then but um, but but you would never know that he wasn't a fighter seeing everything that he does on on camera. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. Did you have to do a bunch of wire work and all that stuff for that? that fight? I did. I did. And wire work is one of those things that like you cannot practice at home. Like you cannot (laughs) prepare yourself for wire work. And it is so much harder than you think because nothing works the same as it does when your feet are on the ground. You know, when you throw a kick, you don't have the, how do you say, like the, the friction of your foot on the ground, the working against the ground to be able to, to kick and bring your foot back. Like Mm. once you kick, you can't, you, you just, you go spinning or also there's a lot of core involved. So I actually ended up wrenching my back in like rehearsals and stuff. Um, uh, But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Wire work is, is dangerous and difficult. And this is why we have stunt people. Were those nails like a pain in the ass? They were awful. Okay. They were so they awful. awful because they, <laughs> what they did was they took actual molds of my hands okay. and they um, they made these nails so that they just sort of, they shaped perfectly to my fingertips. Okay. And then they super glued them under my fingernails. So like my fingernail, I lucky for them, I have really strong fingernails and I grew them out to like maybe a quarter of an inch or something. Okay. And they literally would just take some like, super glue or crazy glue and just drop it onto my fingernail and then glue that tip on there. Um, But, you know, there is no such thing as like crazy glue remover or there wasn't any back then. I still don't know of any now. So when I had to take them off, all I did was I would hold my finger and my nail and they would just pop it off. And I would just Uh. hope like my nail and my skin wouldn't come off with it. Sometimes the skin would come off. It was like, you know, like Chinese torture. It was, and then um, once you get those nails on there, you can't do anything. Like you can't open the door to get out of your room. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, you can't go to the bathroom, you know, you can't eat anything or, you know, even like drinking something is hard. I mean, it was so like, once you got the nails on it, you had to be like done with all the important stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, so turning to a very different type of mutant, uh, I wanted to talk about turtles. Um, so, I mean, Karai is not the first uh, voice acting role you did. Well, wh- when did you start getting into voice work? Because you do a ton of it now, and it's great. You know, I kind of just fell into that. I think one of my very first jobs was Knights of the o- Old Republic 2. Mm. Um, and I'm, not, I'm also not a video game player, although I do a lot of these video games and stuff like that. So oftentimes I'll do a job and I'll never get to see myself or hear okay. myself. You know, um, I... I think that there was just a demand for Asian actors and um, and I know for sure that in um, 
in uh, Phineas and Ferb, I got cast because I could yell really loud. <laughs> I know, like a lot of like, grunting, and, in- <laughs> grunting and yelling, like especially, I'm sure yeah. especially right? Like, are you? It's actually really hard on your voice to do yeah. all of that stuff. So yeah, after a session, I've got to like not talk for hours and or not not do anything, just you know, drink a lot of tea and stuff. But um, but yeah, I just kind of fell into it because they were looking for Asian actors to fill Asian roles because. I think a lot of people don't realize that, that they oftentimes they try very hard. They don't always do it. But I think in, in the Screen Actors Guild in Union that you, there's a certain amount of people that they have to see oh. um, who are of the same ethnicity as the character. Oh, I didn't you know, know yeah, before they can go outside. So, so yeah, so I think that really helped with, um, with getting a lot of, with getting a start. And um, and then also I've been told that I have a, a pretty distinct voice. So oh, yeah. that I think helped as well. Yeah, I was watching Rapunzel or uh, the my, my daughter was watching the Rapunzel. Tangled. Yes, Tangled. And, and yes. I heard you the other day. I was like, oh, shit, I know who that is. So. Yeah. <laughs> Adira, yeah. Yes. That show is great, by the way. I, I actually, I Isn't it? it? It's really good. It's like, I think it's like, I've seen the movie a few times because I've watched it with her. And I think it's better than the movie. It's really good. Like the story's in depth. It's great. I think so too, actually. I like it a lot. And then, um, I, you know, it's so funny because a lot of animation is that way now where I think um, they make it with adults in mind as well right. so that adults will watch it with their kids. I think that's you very true of the Turtles show that, that you were in. Like, I feel like there's a lot of like, mature well thought out storylines and writing like that show i had Ciro nielli here the showrunner for that and he's just the amount of like care and thought he put in that show is fantastic it really is so good yeah and the and the the sometimes the references like the throwback stuff like oh, yeah, little kids would never get i mean no. it's clearly for the adults who watch the show yeah. <laughs> that's for the nerds who grew up with it like you know right. yeah so you uh so you became karai how did you get that job I believe I auditioned. I don't really remember because I felt like it was such a long time ago. I mean, because the show ran for, I think, seven years, right? Uh, The the one that I did. Five seasons, but I think they were spaced out a bit. So seven years sounds about right. It started. Okay. So. Right. So I could have auditioned for it. I'm pretty sure I did. Um, But uh, but yeah, I was I was not well-versed in in that world Hmm. um uh but uh but yeah it was it was fun being able to to be in the room with these because when i did phineas and ferb for instance i was always in the room by myself okay i never got to meet ashley until one day you know they were running late and i came early you know and like i bumped into her in a session but other than that i never got to work with her and um you know, I was, it was just always me in the booth by myself, but with turtles, it was always a full booth. Oh, that's great. There were like five people in there, you know, um, Rob, um, um, who was the first one that we had was Jason. Was it Jason? Uh, Leonardo. Um, Biggs, yeah. Yeah. And then we went through a few Leonardo's, didn't we? And uh, then, um, 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 oh my God. Uh, from family guy. I, I always oh, um, uh, Seth. Seth, yes. Oh my God. Yes. Wow. Seth Green. Yes. And then, um, and who else? And then, of course, you know, um, uh, uh, Bowser. 
yes, is Eric amazing. Bowser. Eric Bowser, who's yes. uh, like a, a thousand, a million different people living inside of that guy. Oh, He's yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Kevin Richardson has done it. Just so many amazing, amazing voice actors. Oh, yeah. I learned so much being on that show, just watching everybody else work. It is and of course, Greg. Oh, yeah. He's great. <laughs> It's such a great cast, that show. Like, bringing back Rob Paulson, because he was on the old Turtle show, is a really inspired choice. And just the, right? like, the, the, sh- the, the, the mix of voices on that show is so great. It was, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And he also, isn't he directing the new Turtles now? Yes, he is. Yeah, he was directing uh, Rise. Of the- I think that show's since ended, but he, he was the voice director for Rise of the Turtles. So. Right, yeah. right. Oh, it's, it's, it's ended now? I, yeah, so they ended the series, but they're doing like a Netflix movie, and then that's it for that. Oh. So, oh, okay, because that was that's a shorter run then for that. It was a quick run, yeah. It was, I think, it was yeah, like two seasons, I think. So, that okay, but um, yeah. So I had no idea. I'd never watched any of the turtles or anything before, so I had really no idea what was in store for Karai. You know, all of that stuff, all of that mutant stuff. I didn't realize was her thing as well. The snake and all of that. Well, that, lot, that show did a lot of like dynamic choices with Karai. Like the, the angle, I don't know how much you were made privy to when you started, but like, there's the fact that he's, that she's really splinters daughter, but shredders took her. Like that was all new for, for that show. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize, but yeah, it was there. I know that there were a lot of like, like, it was a big bomb drop when that happened. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, wait, who do I belong to? <laughs> like, even I didn't know. Like, sure. nobody tells me anything, right? Like, I don't know until I'm in the booth. <laughs> Were you told beforehand, like, you're either your Splinter's daughter or you're going to turn into a snake or anything, or you just got the script and, and had to start making snake noise? I I, I, I get the script and I, I look at it and I go, whoa. Yeah, that's... <laughs> sure. It's it's as shocking to me as it is to everybody else when they you know when they see it, um, which is cool. I like it that way. I like I like sort of being able to you know be surprised and and um, and I like sort of just the 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 spontaneity of it as well. Yeah, that was such a cool take on the character. They also based part of it on um, a friend of mine told me this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous stains, which is Diane Lane movie where she's like a punk rock singer, but the, the makeup they did for Karai was based on that, which is oh, the thing. I, didn't I know did that. not know that. Yeah. That is so cool. That show has a lot of weird, cool inspiration to it. That's outside of just the turtle verse. It's like Zero brought in a lot of cool, odd things to it. So, And I think that might've been the last show that Andrea Romano ever did, right? Did she do anything after that? She directed... Oh yeah, years on that, and then uh, she's just uh, amazing. She's like super iconic um, voiceover director. Oh yeah, um, her and Sue Blue are like the two best in the business, from what I understand. Right, right, and she retired. She retired after that. I know what a loss. Did the uh, so when you turned into a when Karai turned into a snake was the the snake thing kind of annoying after a while, like having to do the voice. Cause you didn't I, I, you know, because like snakes, all they do is slither, right? And, yeah. And so I, I didn't feel like that S sound sounded very scary or threatening. Sure. And I remember seeing the, the snake 
And, and I remember just having to come up with sounds at the moment. We just played around with a lot of different stuff. I think a lot of what they did was just computer generated stuff. Mm. But, um, but yeah, but it was, it was interesting trying to find her and, and bring her to life. And especially when you're in a room with these guys who are the best in the industry at what they do. And I, here I am just struggling to find a snake, you know, it's <laughs> like, can't you just get him to do it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> there, it was, it was really fun though. It was a lot of, of, um, uh, learning on that show for me, just cause these guys that I worked with were so pro and just, absolutely amazing watching them work is it's it's a, it's a pleasure it's oh yeah it really is mm. so what was uh, uh so in the recording sessions what was rob paulson like um you know he's really good they the guys are they always have this great banter i guess because they worked with each other a lot more than i did right because mm. i only came in recurring they were always together so they always had a great banter and it was, they were always making like little um, like side remarks and all these other voices that were coming coming out of them. It's, it's amazing. Whenever you work with voiceover actors, voiceover actors are some of the most unusual people. <laughs> like they're just like, because they've always got all these voices living inside of them that are just dying to come out. And they're like, it's all, every once in a while, like this character will come out and this character will peek out. And it's just like in, in between all the different takes, you know, it's, you, you can't shut them up in between you know, takes because there are just so many people like living inside them wanting to come out. It's like, it's like multiple, it's like, uh, what do you call like multiple personalities, you know, it's, <laughs> but it's always fun. It's never a dull moment when it comes to voice acting. That's awesome. That's so great. Yeah. You, I'm curious. Did, uh, did you like, did anything inform Karai for you? Were you basing on anything or anything like you brought into it? Well, as you, as I told you earlier, I didn't watch any of the other yeah, Ninja Turtles. So I didn't know what any of the other Karai's were like. Yeah. And I knew that they were trying to do sort of a different take on her. So I didn't try to mimic anyone. Sure. I wanted to, you know, to, for it to be fresh from me. Um, so, you know, everything that I did was just on the page. I, you know, every, her whole history and everything is in the dialogue. Right. Yeah, she's great. So, so there's not a lot that I had to to do it research wise because um, it was all there. Yeah, the writing on the show was very good. It was it was and and, and her her arc was so like was was impressive because they took all these weird twists and turns with her and then she's good and she's evil and like they did a lot of right stuff with her character and like I really didn't even know. the snake thing when that happened to her she was really it was upsetting like like. Like she kind of started to got to know her, uh, like her real father a little bit. And then she turns into a snake and they have to chase her all around. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden, yeah. And then all of a sudden she's a snake. And then, and then all of a sudden she's like the evil character. And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> so yeah. Now whose side am I on? Uh, yeah. But that went, that's what made her interesting. Right. It was that you never knew if she, you know who she was, which side she was on or if she good, was she good or evil or, was she, you know, what was inside, what was going on inside, you know, yeah. was she able to control this? You know, it was very, um, 
it made it it made it more fun and it made it a much more interesting character because you even even though she was doing all this you know stuff you you just wanted her to be back to normal you just wanted her to be like you know the normal karai yeah especially when she learned that she was splinter's uh a daughter like there was that oh. hopefully there's some sort of redemption or whatever right yeah right the um i, I probably I, i've told you this uh, already but i probably have seen um the Karai episode, I, I love that show, but I've probably seen the Karai episodes more than anything else because my daughter is obsessed with Karai and we watch, like she always wants to watch the Karai episodes all the time. Those are her very favorite ones. She has the toys of Karai. She loves, like Karai is her favorite, favorite character. So That's so awesome. I love hearing that. I love that girls are into animation, you know, as much as guys are. That oh, yeah. way. You know, I, I remember when I was little, it was really more of a little boys thing. But now they have such great female characters as well that little girls can really attach themselves to and 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 sort of, you know, get behind. And and um, I have another another show that I do um, uh, called Young Justice. Oh, yeah. Where I play a character called Cheshire. And um, and I love when I go to comic cons and I see little girls dressed up as Cheshire or um, Halloween costumes as Cheshire or Karai even, you know, Karai for some reason is not as common a, a, a cosplay for some reason. Okay. I see a lot more Cheshire's than I do Karai. And I think only because it's easy to just wear a mask like that. <laughs> to just put on the mask. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I clear this with uh, that's pretty much what I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, but I, I, if you don't mind, and we, we talked about this already, I wanted to, uh, my daughter, like I said, is a huge cry fan. I wanted to go, like, take two seconds and go grab her and bring her down. I cannot <laughs> wait. Please right, do. I'll, her name is Lily and she's six. I'll be right back. And I'll, I'll okay, okay. Right where I ran away. So, <laughs> you want to say hi, Lily? So, Lily, this is Kelly. She plays Karai in the cartoon. Hi. I heard all about you. How are you? So, Lily, do you want to tell her how much you love Karai? A lot. <laughs> Why do you love Karai That's so much? so awesome. Because she's cool. She's cool? Yeah. Do you she's want to cool. Your toys? She's the only toy they have. That is so great. Oh, wait, I have that one, too. <laughs> That's the I have that one. hanging in my office. Oh, that's awesome. I have that one too. That's cool. That one's a cool one. Yeah. So which karai, which karai do you think is cooler? The the person, the human karai or the snake karai? The human karai. <laughs> what do you like about her? I like the way she books and I like that she's evil and, and also good and stuff. <laughs> oh, right. Look at you. Good, good. I love that. Kelly wanted to know if you were ever afraid of Were you ever afraid of the snake Karai? No. No. No, because you knew she was a good person inside. Yeah. 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 So do we want to say goodbye to Kelly? She was nice enough to talk about Karai and lots of other cool stuff. Is there anything you want to say to her? Um. Okay. Kelly, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. So nice meeting you, Lily. Take care. Well, thank I'm, you. I'm so glad we were you. able to make this work. Me too. Thanks so much for doing this. I, I was great to talk to you. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Have a great vacation. Thank you. Take care. <laughs>
Bye. Bye.